Hi, and welcome to Heart to Heart, a Kingdom Hearts podcast, where I, Austin, explain the Kingdom Hearts series to my friends. Hi, howdy, hi. It's me, Cronus, back at you again from the studio. Just kidding. Uh, glad to be back. Hello, it's me, Darylise. Uh Happy to be here. Uh, it's been a while. Super excited to have Austin ask me if I remember what happened last week, and I don't ever. But extra hard this week, so. <laughs> Riley, um, also super stoked to not um, be asked if I remember a single thing that's ever occurred in existence. Uh, yee. So, I take it no one remembers no. what happened last time. <laughs> oh no. my god, they're, they're all dead. Oh no! Uh, uh, well, we went back in time before Terra and Ventus died. <laughs> oh, and we're doing Aqua's story. My baby. So we watched her go to um, the Dwarf Woodlands and meet the dwarves and the prince. And he, she fought the mirror for some reason, even though it didn't get the thing splashed on it like it did for Terra. I don't know. Uh, we also saw her go to Enchanted Dominion and confront um, Maleficent with the help of the prince. I forget which prince that is. Philip? Yes. And we went to Castle of Dreams, the Cinderella world, where we helped Cinderella get get the shoe, basically. Or like stall Lady Tremaine and the family enough uh, to get her reunited with the prince. Then we went to Radiant Gardens and she ran into baby Kyrie. Accidentally did a bequeathing ceremony. Uh, ran into Mickey. Had an argument with Terra and Ventus. Uh, fought Vanitas. And then left. Fun. And she arrives in Disney Town. She's walking through the town square when out of nowhere. Ta-da! Where in the mask of peace and hope comes the fearless defender and hero of this town? It is me, Captain Justice. Huh? And she turns away from him and starts to walk away. What? Now listen, you pipsqueak. I'm Captain Justice. Who are you to walk away when a bona fide hero is offering his help? Uh, I'm fine. I'm sorry, but I really don't need any kind of hero, bona fide or. And then just then, Horace Horsecaller. Somebody come quick! He walks into town and falls to his hands and knees. What's this? Trouble! Captain Justice to the rescue! So Captain Justice and Aqua run over to Horace, uh, who looks up at Captain Justice. You? Well, now that's a shame. Or is it? Maybe this job's perfect for you, Mr. Hero. What? Name your catastrophe. Those annoying monsters have turned up again. I've turned up again over in Fruitball Plaza. They're all yours now, Captain J. And then Aqua's inner monologue. Monsters. Don't tell me the Unversed are here, too. 
Monsters? Well, too bad, not on the list. I didn't know bona fide heroes got to pick. But I wouldn't stand a chance of surviving, or um, fitting them into my schedule. Gosh, I thought you said you were Captain Justice. You can't leave those menacing things running loose. They're ruining football. Huh? Hark! Do you hear that? Somebody's calling for Captain Justice's help. Uh, so Aqua and Horace listen for a second, but don't hear anything. Do not fear! I'm on my way! Sounds like this catastrophe can't wait! But, uh, I'll be back here in a jiff. And Captain Justice runs Hi. off. Oh, I'm sure you will, Captain Useless. But I don't think I'll stay here and hold my breath. I'm anything but a hero, but maybe I could help if you want. Would you? That'd be just Jim Dandy. Someone needs to trounce those fiends at Fruit Ball and keep them away from the plaza. I'll try. Just give a holler once you're ready and I'll explain to you how Fruit Ball works. So Aqua has to play basically volleyball, but with giant fruits and, um, it's a mini game. It's not great, but there are worse ones in Kingdom Hearts. Uh, after the fact, um, Horace comes and says, My, you sure taught those monsters a lesson. You're a real hero, and you're the real hero in town, if you ask me. Just then, Minnie and Pluto walk up, and Horace bows to her. He's right, my dear. I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much. Who are you? I'm Minnie. And she's our queen. Oh, please excuse me, your majesty. Where are my manners? And Aqua kneels in front of her. My name is Aqua. There's no need to be so formal. Just call me Minnie. So Aqua stands. You see, I'm not sure I'm doing a very good job protecting my kingdom. Oh, don't say that, Queen Minnie. We all know how hard it's been since the king set off the way he did. Don't you trouble yourself. Why, we wouldn't even think of putting on our yearly dream festival if we thought there was the slightest chance that anything might go wrong. Oh, you're very kind, Horace. How about that Pete, though? Captain Justice, my hide. You can't count on him for anything. Wait, are you saying his real name is Pete? Well, sure. Uh, sure, sugar isn't justice. Pete never does anything for anybody except Pete. That get-up is just an act to get vo folks to vote for him. He wants to win the Million Dreams Award and hog the prize. Million Dreams Award? What's that? It's part of our dream festival. We all vote for who we think is the most... who we think the most admirable citizen is. But Pete seems to have the wrong idea. He thinks that dressing up as a hero and proclaiming that he is one will win him votes. <laughs> what really makes someone a hero isn't what they wear or what they say. It's the things they do, and how they treat everyone. Well, in my book, Aqua here is number one. You've got my heartfelt vote. Uh, thanks, Horace. I, I promise I'll try not to let you down. See that you don't. My vote's very important. Oh dear, he sounds serious. And Aqua chuckles. <laughs> Being popular is tough. Uh, and then this next scene would happen basically... Whoever you finish last, you're going to get this scene. So for most people, you see it with Aqua. So Aqua stands in front of a huge stage with the rest of Disney Town. Who do you think's going to win this year's Million Dreams Award? And then Chip, that's Horace. And then Chippendale. Boy, oh boy, I hope it's the guy I voted for. I voted for him too. And then Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Now that we got so much business at the shop, maybe we'll be number one. 
Wow, Uncle Scrooge sure would be proud of us if we actually won. Yeah, and I bet Uncle Donald would be pretty, pretty surprised too. Hello, everyone, and thank you for waiting. And Minnie and Daisy walk up onto the stage. Now, it's time to begin the main event of our dream festival, the Million Dreams Award presentation. And Captain Justice. <laughs> Just skip to the part where you say my name. This is a shoo-in. Oh, how very exciting. This year, we have multiple winners. The Million Dreams Award goes to Ventus, Aqua, and Terra, all three of you. Everyone cheers, and then Aqua. You mean Ven and Terra were here? And Captain Justice, what do you mean? And Pete jumps up onto the stage. There's got to be a mistake. Everybody voted for Captain Justice, I'm sure. Now go on, tell her. And Pete looks around as everyone else remains silent. Better try the other one. And Pete runs off stage, and when he returns, The Rogue Racer, Captain Dark. Everyone turns their backs to Pete. Pete, we counted the votes very carefully. Ventus, Aqua, and Terra won. Oh, Pete, I think you tried to do something good, but you were doing it for the wrong reasons, and you went about it the wrong way. Still, a couple of citizens must have, must have thought you had goodness in you, because you actually got a few votes. They knew you were looking out for them. Big whoop. I don't need their lousy votes. Just cough up my prize. And Pete reaches for Minnie. Pete, they voted for you because they believe in you and care about you. How could you look down on that? I've tried to forgive a lot of things you've done, but this is too much. Now you've finally crossed the line. Like that, that matters to me. Besides, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> I'm going to let you cool off for a while. Guards? And the magic brooms walk onto the stage. Wait, 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 what? And the brooms surround Pete. Hey, let me go. Put me down. What? You can't. No. Hey, easy. And the brooms carry Pete off. Now, shall we continue the ceremony? Would the three winners, Ventus, Aqua, and Terra, please come up and join me on the stage? So Aqua walks up onto the stage. Oh dear, it looks like our other two winners couldn't make it here to be with us today. I must have just missed them. Perhaps you would accept the, reward, the award on their behalf. After all, you've been so kind to so many here at the Dream Festival. So now I hereby present the Million Dreams Award as a token of how much you matter to us. Congratulations! And everyone cheers. Thank you, everyone. And as an extra treat, we've created something special. An ice cream flavor just for you. Royal Berry Ice Cream. Oh my, I wish I had my own ice cream flavor. What's it taste like? Go on, try it. Aqua takes a bite of Probably the ice cream. Probably berries. <laughs> what do you think? Delicious. He couldn't have picked a better flavor. Oh, we're all very glad you're enjoying it. And everyone cheers. And then somewhere in the darkness, Pete. Who does she think she is, dumping me in a place like this? Well, I'll just bust out of here and... Quiet, fool. You do not possess that kind of power. Who, who's there? Show yourself. That is enough. Stop your sniveling and heed my words. Um, okay. If you do exactly as I say... I may decide to release you from this prison. Really? Oh, th th then you can count on me. 
Just get me out of here, and you can tell me what to do. A very wise choice indeed. Now proceed. And a dark portal opens up behind Pete. With your help, oh. soon every world in existence will be all mine. And Pete walks under the portal. I have a question. Dude. Mm -hmm. Does this make Pete a simp for power? Or a simp specifically for Maleficent? I think this makes Pete yeah. a desperate man who took the first opportunity for freedom. Um, I will say at the very beginning of Kingdom Hearts 2, when we first run into Pete, Donald and Goofy say that he's been missing since uh, his majesty banished him to another dimension. And I corrected it at the time, saying in the future we'll see that was actually her majesty. Mm -hmm. However, as she clearly said, you need to cool off for a little bit. This was not a permanent thing. Maleficent just swooped in when he was at this low point and was like, hey, yo, I'll break you free if you work for me. Yeah, she was just sending him for a reset. A little yeah. a little time out for some thinky time. Cool off. We all could use it from time to time. I think that yeah. was Resets aren't bad. super reasonable decision. Exactly. I feel like that was a super reasonable, just decision on Minnie's part. Her mm -hmm. majesty, if you will. I and... fight with my kids all the time on resets. And they act like I'm banishing them to hell when it's just their room. I have to believe right? that Minnie sent him to her room, to his room. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. It, and it, it's kind of like a, an extra dimensional space that she sent him to where he couldn't like do anything other than just a little chill. extreme, a little, <laughs> but, but I feel like, but you know what? People who p let you cool off and have a timeout and reset as opposed to like, Hey, kill him or whatever like not that i think minnie's out here like um killing people casually but you know yeah but you know what i mean they they are tight and minnie knows that he is a good guy and i feel like pete somewhere along the line was destined to be a really solid himbo and just had the wrong chance encounter and bad choices and you know what? I take no criticism. I love Pete. He was really like he got the really fucky end of the the stick. Like he I think you're right. I think he could have been a solid guy, but they wanted him to be the anti-hero to Mickey's hero. So now he's just typecast and everything. Absolutely, yeah. because you know he seems like he in another life was just he's so genuine and sincere and just dumb, super dumb, easy to manipulate, a little confused a lot of the time. And I just I know he does shitty things, but I wish he I think he could do better. And let's be real, like he has every reason to hate Mickey. Like Mickey's a dick in the early cartoons of Disney. Yeah. All Pete yeah. was trying to do was do his thing and Mickey had to cut like had to come in and fuck shit up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Captain Justice. I 
I do like that in Kingdom Hearts, like everything that we've seen of him before this moment is like he might be doing something a little scummy, but that's as far as it goes. And then, yeah, he gets sent to timeout. Maleficent's like, hey, yo, work for me and I'll get you out of timeout. <laughs> uh, and uh, and he agrees. And then that's everything after this that we've seen of him is when he's actually doing really shitty things. I really need to make sure no one's going into my kids' rooms saying they'll get them out of timeout. Yeah, watch out. God. Exactly. Oof. I was literally going to say, imagine any child, like young child you've ever met that's been sent to timeout. If someone came to them who sounded like they were smart or like well-spoken, some kind of authority, confidence said, come with me, trust me, and I'll get you out of timeout. Are they going to say no ever? Probably not. They're going to yeah. go. They're going to go. So, serious fan theory, Pete has the emotional intelligence and maturity of a young child to preteen. Yeah. Fair. Is your husband doing water aerobics in the background? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Aqua heads out and arrives at Olympus Coliseum. Uh, she enters the Coliseum gates when Unversed appear, and a satyr jumps between Aqua and the Unversed. Step back, sweet cheeks. I'll take care of this. And he looks at Aqua and gives her a thumbs up, and then looks at the Unversed, and then turns around and runs away. Herc, they're all yours! And a boy runs up and faces the Unversed with Aqua. Boy, those wackos almost made euros out of me. Well, maybe if you weren't trying to show off. Who asked you, kid? You'll understand more when you're older. And stronger. Strong enough to be a hero. You think being strong is the same as being a hero? Sure, mostly. Look at how strong Terra is, and he's a champion. Terra? So, Sugarcakes, you got it plans for later? You know, I've trained a few heroes in my time. Maybe I could recite you a little epic poetry. Do you really know Terra? Of course I do. He's the local hero everyone's going gaga for. Oh, now I get it. You're one of his fans. Everywhere I go, it's Terra this, Terra that. More like Terra Bull. No, you see, I, I just want to track him down. Yeah, tell me about it, sister. You and the rest of Greece. Kid shows up out of nowhere, goes and wins the first games he ever enters, dazzling the entire town, and then up and vanishes. Everybody says Terra's the real thing. A true hero. I can't wait till I'm that tough. <laughs> yeah, right. He's so tough that he turned to the last... Schmeckle who faced him into a raving yahoo. Come on, Phil, be nice. So you're telling me he isn't here? Whoa, not so fast. He may not be here right now, but you never know. He could always decide he's going to show up for the games. Yeah, to defend his title. There's always a chance you might run into him. I got an idea. I'll sign you up myself. And if you need a trainer, I'd be more than happy to put you through the ropes. But Phil, I had to practically beg you to agree to train me. Shh, pipe down, kid. You and she ain't got the same attributes, if you know what I mean. So yes, um, Phil sexually harasses Aqua. Oh, gross. God damn. I was gonna no, ask if that's right. what just happened. Yes. You know, you're right. Please sign me up for the games. My name's Aqua. Nice to meet you. 
Likewise. Now let's start with a few basics. Thanks, but I won't need a trainer. Bah, women. Never changes. So I suppose you want me to go and get you signed up? Meet me in the vegetable when you're ready. Uh, Come on. Pull yourself together, man. (laughs) So Aqua fights through several rounds of the tournament. And then... All that's left is the final. Still no sign of Terra. The guy I'm supposed to fight is someone else named Zack. She turns around and Zack's right there. Aqua, right? Hey, I'm Zack, your opponent in the final. Man, finally. Once I get to, once I beat you, I get to take on Terra. Terra? Why? I don't understand. Are you saying there's another match after the finals? Uh-oh. Guess you didn't get the memo. Oh, Phil, would you tell her the rules? Fine, here's how it is. The games are divided into two brackets. You got your east and you got your west. The winners from each bracket face off in the championship match. Now, right now you're competing in the east and we got no idea about the other side. For all we know, your boy Terra could be cruising through over in the west. Then I shouldn't be fighting matches here. I should be over there looking for him. No, you uh, can't. It's not allowed. Athletes are expressly forbidden from watching matches in the other bracket. And then Herc whispers to Zack, Did he just make that up? How should I know? All right, fine. Look, you just gotta stay and fight this match. The two athletes I entered... The two athletes I entered defaulted before they made it to the top. Give a guy a break. I got a reputation. Hey, do it for us, too. All right, then. I'll finish what I started. You will? Oh, the gods are smiling on me today. I'll be waiting for you in the vestibule. Just tell me when you're ready to go. A match between Zack and Aqua? This I can't miss. Ixnay on the on the Achen way. You got training to complete. Oh, that's right. Well, good luck, guys. I'll see you around. And Herc runs off. Aqua, give it your best out there. You too. I'm so fired up. And Zack starts doing squats on the spot. Aqua turns to him and says, Hey, Zack. How do you know Terra? He saved my life. During the last games, this dude Hades uh, tried to make Terra his pawn of darkness, and he used me to do it. He had some kind of magic or something that made me crazy. Gave me weird powers, and I turned against Terra. And he stops doing squats. But you know what? Terra freed me, and he didn't need the darkness to do it. I had no idea. Well, that's enough with the drama. I guess I'll see you in the ring, huh? And so he heads for the vestibule. Terra. So a few minutes later, Zack and Aqua face each other in the Colosseum. I promised Terra I'd face him fair I'd face him, fair and square. The friendship between boys. It almost makes me jealous. Let's fight. Uh, and then Aqua beats up Terra uh, beats up Zack. Ugh, I lost. And he gets up. It's a long way to go if I'm gonna be a hero. And Hades appears in a puff of smoke. Really? It's you. Here I thought I was going to drop in and see Musclehead up next. And holy hydras, it's just a little girl, a little lassie, a little bluebird. And Hades takes a look, o- took a look at Aqua. Hades. I'm sorry, is that a mosquito? Where did I put the bug spray? Mosquito? So you're Hades. You used Zack and tried to cast Terra into the darkness? So I take it that you're acquainted with, my spineless, with the spineless chicken heart. Terra's my friend, and I hear he triumphed over the darkness. He's not spineless. Funny, you know, because I heard different. You see, it was Chickenheart who asked me for a little, shall we say, instruction on how to use the darkness in the first place. Never. 
and he was so close to doing it too when the sap went and got cold feet. Now, if that ain't cowardly, I don't know what it is, but you, my little blue bird, why not flit over here and demonstrate some real courage for the winning team? The darkness doesn't interest me. Well, that was, well, that was rude. A no thank you, your godliness. Might have sufficed. Fortunately, I still get to <clears throat> destroy you. We'll say you face me next, and I have a whole lot of darkness with your name on it. So Hades disappears in a puff of smoke. Zack calls out, Get back here, Hades. Man, if only I were up against him. Aqua, you gotta avenge me and Terra. I will. So Zack sits in the stands, looking around when he starts to shiver. Aqua enters the Colosseum and looks around, and then the Colosseum shakes, and the Ice Colossus enters the Colosseum, uh, and Hades appears in a puff of smoke uh, below the Colossus. I never said one-on-one. -on -one. No fair, Hades. I suppose that's in the rules. Rule number two, combatants may call for backup. Maybe you better call yours, Bluebird. And then Zack showing up next to her. He's already here. Aqua holds her keyblade out, blocking Zack. Don't, Zack. I can do this on my own. So she does. The Ice Colossus falls and dissolves, and Hades turns red from anger. I knew that snow cone couldn't cut it. I need a real titan. Ah, stay tuned. And Hades disappears into smoke. Later in front of the Colosseum gates. Stupid Hades. Next time I put him in his place. Oh yeah, you're the champ. We gotta celebrate. That won't really be necessary. Hmm. Hey, how about one date? Uh-huh. Oh, you mean... No, I have to leave right away. Besides, I still have so much training to do. Fair enough. And I'm still a work in progress, after all. Huh? Well, how about this? I become a hero, and then we go on a date. I... I, I can't make promises. Yes, great, it's settled. Herohood, here I come. And Zack runs off into town, and Herc shows up at the Colosseum gates. Oh, it's over already? I finished today's training in record time. Uh, Aqua, what's wrong? Your face is red. Uh, nothing. Uh, you want to be a hero too, right? Strength alone won't make you into one. I know, I know. Strength alone won't make me a true hero. I'm starting to figure that out. I look at you and Zack, and I can tell that there's something more. You've got strength in your heart, too. Never stop trying. And one day, you might just become a true hero after all. Tara, you too. Keep fighting. And she looks up to the sky. So she leaves Olympus Coliseum and ends up in a spaceship's transport room where she spots Unversed and summons her keyblade. Is there any world they haven't found? As she finishes off the Unversed and releases her keyblade, she spots a star-shaped object on the floor and walks over to it and picks it up. This looks like the Wayfinders, but how did it get here? And then Stitch jumps in front of her and takes the Wayfinder. Aqua summons her keyblade, startled, and Stitch growls at her. Tell me, where did you get that? And Stitch growls, but then calms when he sees Aqua's keyblade. And then Gantu's voice booms across the room. Come out, you little trog. And the creature jumps up and disappears. Wait! You there! And Aqua turns and sees the large whale-like alien. Has Experiment 626 passed through this area? 
I don't understand. Experiment what? Don't be dense. Dr. Jumba Jub... Uh, Dr. Jumba Jukiba's genetic abomination. 626. Small, blue, vicious. Him? But he didn't look vicious. Ah, so you have seen him. Yes, uh, he's in the ventilation system. Blast, he got away again. And Gantu goes to leave as well as Aqua, but in the opposite direction. Hold it right there. Why don't I know you? What section are you from? Um, I'm trying to stow away, are we? Uh, so then he's leading Aqua off somewhere. And they're going down a hallway when he stops and turns around. I said stay close. And Gantu, Gantu and Aqua continue past the control room. And meet up with the Grand Councilwoman. What is the meaning of this, Captain Gantu? Did I not order you to apprehend the fugitives immediately? Yes, and I will have them in custody soon. They'd be locked up already if those wretched monsters would just... I mean, if I hadn't uncovered this potential stowaway. I wasn't trying to sneak on board. Uh, my name is Aqua, and I f those monsters... I followed them here. Please, I can handle this threat. Just give me a chance. Let me show you. The weapon I carry is the only one that can stop them. Our weapons are of no use against them. Is this true? Well, we haven't explored all our options. Nor do we have the time to. We are fortunate you are here, Aqua. Your assistance would be most welcome. But, Ground Councilwoman, you can't honestly believe what this stowaway says. I think you'll find I can. We have a crisis. Jumba and 626 remain at large, and these monsters are obstructing attempts to apprehend them. Or did I mishear your last excuse as to why you failed to carry out your duties? Will you help us? Of course. Defeating them is my job. It's what I do best, ma'am. Then might I make one other request, should you happen upon our fugitives? And a picture of Dr. Jumba and 626 appear on the screen. Please do whatever you can to apprehend them intact. You want me to capture Dr. Jumba and experiment 626? But you can't just... That's my job! You had your chance, Captain Gantu. Now you will stand down and await orders. We will monitor the location of the monsters and keep you apprised. Thank you for your help, Aqua. Of course. And she turns to leave the control room. And in her inner monologue... Experiment 626 was carrying a wayfinder. I'd know that shape anywhere. Are Terra and Ven here too? Aqua enters the cell block and spots Stitch, who's looking around, and Unversed appear behind him and jump up to attack him. Look out! Aqua jumps over him and kills the three Unversed in one strike, and she lands in front of Stitch and releases her keyblade. You must be Experiment 626. I have orders to take you in. Terra! What? I think... You and I need to talk. More inverse appear, surrounding them both. But first things first. After the fight, Stitch is looking around. Thanks, I owe you. But what is it you're looking for? Terra. And he walks, jumps up onto the wall and climbs away. Wait, I just need to ask you... Uh, but he, he gets away. Later, after Aqua defeats Unversed on the hull of the ship and finds... 626's Wayfinder floating in space. She grabs it. This must be the Wayfinder that 626 was carrying around. Uh, so she heads back into the ship. 
and stands before the Grand Councilwoman in the control room. Dr. Jumba and Experiment 626 have been sighted. At that time, the two of them were wandering around the launch deck. Would you see that they're secured? Is Experiment 626 really that dangerous of a creature? We must assume so. All right, then. I'll head over there now. And she leaves and makes her way to the launch deck. It's time to give up. Then I will fix abnormality and ridiculous behavior stops. And Stitch mumbles back angrily. Hold it right there. Dr. Jumba, Experiment 626. I've been authorized to take you into custody. And six, Stitch sees that Aqua has his wayfinder in her hand, and he jumps towards her. Terra! And he grabs the wayfinder and rubs it against his face when he lands. So it really does belong to you. But where have you seen that shape? It's copy he made of good luck charm that boy Terra show him. Terra said friend gave him charm, was very protective over it. He really said that to you? Yes. Then you're still all right, Terra. And now because Terra and his little bobble, my genius creation is hesitating in his genetically programmed destructive instincts. Just look at him. Uh, a laser hits near 626. What are you doing? Our orders are to capture them alive. Uh, Gantu is who she's talking to as he runs into the room after shooting at Stitch. I've decided to take a new approach. All right, you two. Any last words before I blast you into a million pieces? Stitch mumbles something at Gantu. I'm just big boned. Gantu jumps from the entrance to the engine room uh, as, as Stitch runs. Freeze! Uh, Stitch is trapped as Gantu closes in. Stop it! I warned you, stay out of this! Then I guess we have to do this the hard way. And you fight Gantu for a little while. I'm not done with you yet! And the councilwoman walks in. Enough! I observed everything on the monitor. I... I can explain! You've been of great service, Aqua. Thank you. And Aqua looks to Stitch. Captain Gantu, escort 626 to the asteroid to which he's been banished. When you return, you're back on patrol. Not patrol! And the Grand Councilwoman walks away with Jumba and Stitch. Please, Your Highness, would you consider sparing 626? Spare him? He's an extremely dangerous creature. I cannot release such a menace. But it seems to me he's at least trying to make friends. And dangerous or not, I really believe he can succeed. Very well, Aqua. If he behaves himself, I will consider shortening his exile. Thank you, ma'am. And she walks over to Stitch and touches the wayfinder he's holding. I like the charm you made. Do you think maybe my circle of friends could become part of yours? My name's Aqua. My friends are Terra and Ventus. Aqua, friend, Terra, Ven. Aqua nods, and then the ground councilwoman takes them away. So Aqua leaves deep space and heads to Neverland. We see two lost boys walking. Over there! And they spot a roll of parchment near a teepee in the Native American camp. I'm gonna be the leader! But before they could reach it, Aqua picks it up. Oh! We were so close! 
And then Peter Pan flies down to them. Too bad, men. Tough break. But Pan... No buts. You know the rule. The first one to find and claim the treasure map gets to be the leader. And that's you. Looking at Aqua. Leader? Of the expedition. Uh, we're going on a treasure hunt. And that's our map you got. And then Tinkerbell flies up to Peter Pan. What do you mean? I never said girls can't be part of the gang. Come on, Tink. The more the merrier. I'm sorry, but I have something else I need to take care of. Here, you keep it. And tries to hand the map to Peter Pan while Tinkerbell shakes her head. Too bad, but rules are rules. And Tink gets mad. Guess we'll just have to call off the treasure hunt. And the Lost Boys cry out, No! All right, you win. I'll join you for one expedition. Whoopee! So Aqua opens the map. <laughs> All right, the most recent message. Mm hmm. No buts. You know the rule. It just sounded so funny. Like, it felt like an isolated statement out of context. It wasn't, but it just stood out and was hilarious to me. <laughs> buts are the only rule. <laughs> as far as I can tell, we're here. This mark here is where we'll find the treasure. Enough pointing. Come on, let's go. Wait a second. We don't even know our leader's name. I'm Peter Pan. The jealous one over here is Tinkerbell. And you are? Aqua. So you're Aqua. Huh? Now, first stop, Mermaid Lagoon. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, so Peter Pan and Tinkerbell fly off. And together, the five of them enter Mermaid Lagoon. I have you now, Peter Pan. Today, today's the day I shall be rid of you forever. I'm busy right now, Hook. We're on an expedition. Oh, they've been mis they've been saying expedition wrong the whole time, but I've been auto-correcting it in my brain. It's expedition. We must go on an expedition. Yeah. Can I show you up some other day? You'll show me up now. Give me my treasure. Who's that? Ah, oh, that's just Captain Hook. He's a two-bit pirate codfish. I'll cleave you into bits, boy. Smee! And Hook runs off, and Smee is looking through a telescope on the ship. Oh, that was the captain's signal. Fire! And Aqua and the others continue through Mermaid Lagoon when they stop and look around, and a cannonball hits beside them. We're sitting ducks out here. Run! So they run off. Aqua walks over to the Lost Boys, who are looking up. What is it? The mark on the map points all the way up there. So Aqua looks up the cliff. Ah, oh, relax. A little pixie dust and we'll be there in a jiffy. But we've never... But we've never had to fly that high before. What if we fall? Hey, when did you two turn into cowards? Don't you think you're asking a bit much of them? It's between me and them, Aqua. Men, only the bravest of the brave can claim that treasure. Yeah, we know. Tink, if you would, we haven't got all day. So Tinkerbell flies up the cliff, leaving a trail of pixie dust for the lost boys to fly up with. <clears throat> so Aqua and the boys use that dust to fly up and enter the gully. Hey, aren't we back where we started? You mean we went all the way around Neverland for nothing? 
Well, you conquered, you conquered all sorts of obstacles to get here. And to me, that's certainly not nothing. You know, I had you all wrong. You were just looking out for them back there, being a good leader. Yeah, of course I was. You're too late, Peter Pan. I'll be taking what's mine now. And Captain Hook has found the treasure chest. It's Hook. It's me. Secure me treasure. Aye, aye, Karen. Smee opens the treasure chest and is surprised. What is it now? Catherine, it's the treasure. It's when... Spit it out, you idiot. Hook looks into the chest to see toy weapons in the place of treasure. This is all junk. What do you mean, junk? Those are our treasures, Hook. But what did you do with my treasure? Oh, we lost it at all. You what? You scurvy brats have crossed me for the last time. And then there's a ticking sound. <clears throat> What's that? That sound. And Hook looks around and sees the crocodile in the water. Not you again. No, get away from me. Smee, do something. Smee. And Hook runs off into the jungle. Wait, Calvin. And everyone laughs and then they retrieve the treasure chest. And Aqua sees the wooden keyblade put inside and picks it up. Is this? Oh, Ventus left that here. I guess it's a special keepsake or something. But don't worry about him. He said he'd be all right without it. And then he promised to visit us again with even better treasures. Maybe enough to fill a hundred treasure chests. Then, he was here. And someone else. What's that matter? It's nothing. Best that you stay here. And Aqua leaves them. She runs into the Native American camp. So, having a good time with the kitties? And Aqua looks around and sees Vanitas with the wooden keyblade. How'd you get that? I think that kid's outgrown such a childish toy, if you ask my opinion. And he snaps the wooden keyblade in two and tosses the pieces aside. Just like I've outgrown my need for you. And he summons his keyblade and takes a fighting stance. You freak! And Aqua summons her keyblade. They fight and Aqua wins, and Vanitas and his keyblade fall to the ground, and an exhausted Aqua falls to her hands and knees. I've done it. He's finally finished. She looks around and spots the wooden keyblade, and she tries to stand up but only falls over. Then, Tara, you can rest easy. And she looks out at the ocean as she passes out. As she does, we see a flashback on the summit of the Land of Departure. You're too young to, to know now. Quit treating me like a kid. And Aqua chuckles. Hey, what are you laughing at? I can't help it. You two would make the weirdest brothers. And Tara and Ven both question her, and then all together they laugh. Waking back up to... Peter Pan saying, Aqua, Aqua, Aqua. Uh, she slowly opens her eyes. Are you all right? What happened? I'm fine. She stands up. Oh no, look at Vent's treasure. It's okay, Peter. Whatever it is that binds us together isn't going to break so easily. And that's our real treasure. I think Ventus knew that. That's why he left this behind. So she picks up the handle portion of the wooden keyblade. 
you must really be close. And that's something pretty special. You and Ventus and Terra, was it? One day, you should all come back. I'd like that. So Aqua leaves Neverland. And she's flying through the lanes between when a bright light appears for her. What's that light? And she lands on Destiny Islands and walks across the small bridge to the smaller island of Destiny Islands with the Paupu uh, tree. And she, she looks at it and sees the star-shaped fruit and takes out her Wayfinder, realizing that this is the fruit that Wayfinders are based off of. Tara, Ven, help her ready for the storm that's coming. Hey, wait up! Too slow, Sora. See you at the finish line. Aqua looks and sees two boys racing down the beach. One more time! You just got lucky! And Riku looks up and sees Aqua coming across the bridge. And she stops and looks at them. And then she jumps down to them. She looks at Sora. And they both chuckle. And then she looks at Riku. In her inner monologue. This boy looks so sincere. Just like Terra. And then she looks back at Sora. And this one. He's the spitting image of you, Ven. And she starts laughing and they're both like, Huh? One of you might be special enough. Hey, you two mind telling me your names? I'm Sora. And you? Riku. Someone has already passed this boy the power. Was it Terra? Sora, do you like Riku? Of course I like him. He's my best friend. Good. So if something happens and Riku is about to get lost, or say he starts wandering down a dark path alone, you make sure to, to stay with him and keep him safe. That's your job, Sora, and I'm counting on you to do it, okay? She laughs and pats both of them on the head, and Sora and Riku head back to the boat at the dock. Later, Aqua's sitting on the Paupu tree. One keyblade is enough for any friendship. I learned that the hard way. I wouldn't wish our lives on those children. She looks at her wayfinder. Terra, please tell me, what's to become of us? Uh, a little bit later, after she leaves, she sees Mickey floating in the lanes between. Is that Mickey? She stops and picks up his unconscious body. How'd this happen? Master... Yen, Sid. Don't worry, I'll take you back to him. So she shoots off through the lanes between, carrying Mickey. As she arrives... King Mickey! King Mickey! Donald and Goofy are on their hands and knees, looking down at the unconscious Mickey. And Yen Sid... Aqua, the stars bring me grave news. Master Ericus's star has blinked out. I'm afraid that means he has been struck down. <gasps> the master? But who is responsible? And Yen Sid closes his eyes, and after a silence, Master Xehanort and Terra. Aqua gasps and shakes her head, and she slams her hands down on Yen Sid's desk. No! That's absurd! Terra would never! I hope with all my heart that you're right about your friend. There's some things that even the stars cannot tell me. Where is he? Where can I find Terra? Terra's heart is leading him to the ancient Keyblade graveyard. 
while wielders of those weapons once waged war. That's some alliteration. <laughs> All right, I have to go after him and see if it's true. So she heads for the door. Be on your guard. Aqua stops and nods, but then continues uh, to the door. As she leaves and is traveling through the lanes between, she says to herself, Tara, Ven, please just be safe. I'll find a way to get you out of this. I think that's where we're going to stop so that we can split the rest of Aqua's story up into the next episode. Ma'am. So this group of worlds had like two of the only things I don't really like about Aqua's story. That's one, that she gets sexually harassed. Yeah. And two, that she works with the cops. Aqua. Aqua, a cab. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> My throat is not used to doing these voices anymore, and it's really rough. You feeling you need it? You start doing practices in the mirror, Austin. Like... This is awkward. Apparently, I need, to, I need to practice more often. Especially felt my Pete one. Just, I think I started off where I usually do Pete, and then I just really went somewhere else. You know, at least we don't have like a whole Barbosa episode. Yeah. <laughs> Although, oh, we're going to do Xehanort when we record the next episode, and that's pretty close to the Barbosa voice. Going to have to work. Uh, condition, do vo vocal warm-ups. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I know a really good, like, uh, bubblegum song for vocal warm-ups. Elucidate us. Oh, God. Uh, so it's supposed to be around with, like, a, a choir, and so you, uh, you go pink and purple, blue and orange, green and white and yellow, pink and purple blue and orange green and white and yellow chew till soft and blow 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 see the bubble grow 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 pink and purple blue and orange green and white and yellow and you just do that over and over and over and over again yeah it's just a scale because it's just a scale it uh reminds me of a lot of the songs in atlantica <laughs> yes Yes. Well, I mean, there is like the fish and chips and vinegar one um, that I don't think would be welcome in Atlantica. I don't think they'd like that very much. Yeah. When I was in vocal, warm-ups were my favorite. So, I've had a thought that I've wondered about for a long time. Mm. We know that Aqua put a spell on Kyrie's necklace which is presumably the reason why when her heart was in trouble, it went inside Sora because that spell was that um, she would find uh, someone to protect her or uh, something like that when she was in danger. <laughs> she also just told Sora. Um, so if something happens and Riku is about to get lost or say he starts wandering down a dark path alone, you make sure to stay with them and keep them safe. That's your job, and I'm counting on you to do it. And that's not exactly what he did, but just as he's about to get lost, the keyblade that's supposed to go to Riku goes to Sora. So, what I'm here, like, Aqua is very magic based, right? Yeah, that's her, 
Terra is this big brute force. Ventus is fast and Aqua is magic. So Aqua's a witch. Yeah. She's a witch. She looked into her cards for these kids and got the death and the tower card for them and was like, shit. I think she misread it. I think that was for her. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Well, I know it's going to be a shorter episode, but I don't have much else to say. Do you guys have any thoughts, comments, questions on this middle part of Aqua story? Not really. Just that Aqua seems to be the only one who, like, is asking questions as she's going through these worlds. And, like, she's very present. And I feel like Terra and Ventus were just like, gotta follow the trail of my friends. (laughs) Yeah. Terra gets bad impressions in every world and, like, falls in with the villains unintentionally. Ventus is just like, well, my friends hate me, so I got to make new ones. And Aqua's like, what is going on? Where are my friends? I hope they're okay. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, Aqua's just like, everything's falling apart. For everybody, but we get so much for Aqua, especially Mm -hmm. in the future. Like, Aqua's a very conscientious person and takes time and thinks about things. Yeah. Queen. I love her. Yeah, she's definitely one of my favorite characters in Kingdom Hearts. And definitely the only female character that's really given a chance. Uh, yeah, a chance to be a full character. And I think generally they do well with her, other than, you know, there was no need to have her sexually harassed. Um, I mean, there isn't. It falls in line with Phil's character, though. Like, it does. It's. I just... wish they didn't. It's a children's game, but mm-hmm. it's very on brand for Phil. Yeah, Phil needs to get canceled. <laughs> Jeez, why did he have to have such a good song in Hercules? I mean, especially like in this situation, he's literally trying to put himself in a position of power over her so that she has to spend oh, time with him. Absolutely, and she's like. Oh, absolutely. actually, I'm strong. I don't fucking need you. I do love that about Aqua. She's super confident in herself. She doesn't feel the need to prove herself to anyone about anything. She knows Thank what she can God. Handle. I do really like that she, yeah, I like the way that she was written in her dialogue and stuff. Like, she's pretty solid on her boundaries and, like, she doesn't let anyone tell her any bullshit. She's like, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do think Zach was pushy with the date thing, but Aqua wasn't like a setting a firm boundary there. She very much appeared caught off guard and embarrassed slash nervous about the thing. So I, I can give Zach a pass at least. Mm-hmm. I was a little skewed out on that scene when it was like, no, I really gotta go or blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's happening then. Excuse me? Sure. Not how it works. Yeah, uh, him him saying Read that the room. Uh, I'll become a hero and then the date then that 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 one's skeevy. But the first part where he's just asking her on a date is whatever. It's fine. Um, I'll say in action, she doesn't look super skeeved out. She looks super caught off guard. Like she just mm. relationships are not a thing on her mind, especially right now. 
uh, so it doesn't come off as skeevy in the moment. Women have become very good at masking, so. <laughs> That's true, but uh, Aqua wasn't true. written by women, so. Fair. That's oh, true. You know, she didn't point. get the chance to learn to mask. No. That is fair. These damn men writing women. Ugh. I'm just gonna say it. Women and men are written better by women. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Um, I will say it does kind of fit with that Aqua's character that like, I don't think that she would necessarily be skeeved out by Zach asking her on a date, but she would definitely be caught off guard because she's very, a very focused person. She's on this mission. She is not thinking about romantic relationships. She's she goal oriented. About, she has shit to yeah, do. She's thinking about stop the numbers, mm -hmm. figure out what's going on with them. And save my fucking friends. It was not on her mind. So. I don't know. Obviously. We don't get. A whole fucking novel of Aqua's inner monologue. So I don't know what she was. Thinking in that moment. If she was skewed out. But. Mm -hmm. What I know of her character. I don't know that she would be. But she was. Definitely makes sense for her to. Have. Have that reaction that she had. Where she was just really caught off guard. And a little embarrassed because it wasn't even a thought in her mind. And uh, she also had a, an embarrassed moment when somebody called her pretty before. I don't remember when it was. Uh, I, oh, it was when um, uh, the prince mistook her for Cinderella for a second. Which, odd, but we also know that the prince must be blind because he had to have He's everyone try on a shoe. So. Yeah, he just knew the shoe. He couldn't fucking recognize a face for shit. <laughs> I mean, he's like even just, completely face blind. Even just her hair oh, color. Yeah. Um, yeah. She was obviously a very, very like intense blonde. And he's over here just like you with the dark black hair. Why don't you try on this shoe? And also, what is the likelihood that there is nobody else in this kingdom that has the same shoe size as her. Excuse me? Growing up, I could wear all of my friends' shoes until my feet went, mm, man feet. But, <laughs> like, there has to be somebody else who's, what is she, like a size zero and a half? Like, what is happening there? She turns out yeah, Cinderella she actually head. doesn't have feet. Well, that's the Weren't real the shoes also magic? So maybe they would specifically... Oh. You have been molded just to her feet. That was kind of always the impression I got, just because they were glass. So if they were magic glass shoes, they would have to be like the most perfect mold, right? If if we want to go that route, yeah, though, to be any kind of comfortable, yeah. Um, if we want to go that route, we also need to discuss the fact that every other single thing that got magicked up, I was going to bring that up. Appeared at midnight, except for the shoes. Why? Fill your plot holes, Disney. Fill them. <laughs> yeah, I've always wondered why the shoes didn't disappear. Um, I, I always it, does the second shoe disappear, the one that she has no. on her. No, no, she she brings it out because uh, the first shoe breaks, and okay. she's like, "But I have the matching pair," and I'm like, "Why didn't you lead with that?" Like, yeah, yeah that would have been so simple. The rules, the rules of the situation, I suppose, and then this is like the backup rules so I, you know what 
So stupid. I like okay. Cinderella. <laughs> she's like this blonde, can talk to Anne. She's so fucking, like, not the blonde part, but she's so fucking unique that, like, <laughs> he's like, the shoe, that's how I'm gonna know. Not like, well, can you show me your outfit? Since apparently I can't see people. Um, gotta make sure, you know. Fuck. Charming's yeah, an always, idiot. I've always been so confused with that stuff uh, in Cinderella. Like, it never made sense. Like, why would this... <laughs> Any part of this makes sense. The shoe and, should disappear or it shouldn't be magic and custom. Well, yeah. and then they left out the best part of the story where the stepsister's like eyes got pecked out. Like, why yes. can't you keep that in? That's what I was going to say. And like the stepmom had to dance on like burning shoes or whatever. Yeah. I think uh, that's one. She danced on No, I think hot. it's the same thing. I think it's the same thing. Yeah. They at least kept that part, or not the dancing, but the crow pecking the sister's eyes out uh, in Into the Woods, I believe. Thank God. Yeah. You know, where everyone cheated on everyone? I watched Into the Woods. The only thing yeah. I can remember um, is Homie 1 and 2 ripping their shirts over, being like, Agony! That's all I remember <laughs> from it. Yeah. Fucking love that part. <laughs> I God. sat in that theater the entire time. That's the only thing that stuck in my head. I recently <laughs> watched it only because I really like Johnny Depp as the wolf. <laughs> so I was like, into it. Yes. Um, why are we being drama? And why is everyone kissing everyone else? But it's okay. I watched Rocky Horror Picture Show last night and watched a pool orgy. It was interesting. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of Rocky Horror Picture Show is where Janet's like, I don't like a man with too many muscles. And he goes, I didn't make him for you. <laughs> you know, the real question here is why Frankenfurter isn't a Disney princess. I love him so much. Okay, okay. He, so he should be. He absolutely should be. So I would like to take this time to extend an, an entire round of gratitude for our tasteful uh, goofy pinup. Now, the next challenge. Oh no. We need Goofy doing a Frankenfurter cosplay. I swear to fuck. Oh my god. Okay. You guys. I Continue to deliver. This is, this, is, this is not goofy, but uh, the college that I went to before the one I'm at now for the listeners, um, we put on drag shows all of the time. I was in one one time. Haha. Um, but we had a math teacher who every single time we had a drag show would come dressed up as Frankenfurter and do um, songs from Rocky Horror Picture Show without fail. He would come and do it. And he was also one of the best math teachers I ever had. So get your math teacher that. to do drag. That's really all my life experiences have come to. I would really like to see a picture of Goofy 
in like one of the poses Frankenfurter strikes in Sweet Transvestite, please. Um, you could mm-hmm. put like Donald and Sora, maybe not Sora, he's a child. Um, like Mickey yeah. and Minnie as like Columbia, Riffraff, and Magenta around Goofy. I think it'd be Renovar. I'm gonna I need love, you to do this. I love Magenta. <laughs> Magenta's Got my big favorite. dreams, man. Magenta is Bay. I like oh. to throw it back to 2010. Absolute Bay. Love her to death. Uh, I actually learned that my mother, Miss Deborah, um, she used to go to like live Rocky Horror Rocky Horror Picture Show showings dressed up as Columbia. Yes! I wanted to go as Columbia to the one Esme and I are going to. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't find a corset that was Riley. bedazzled enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever. One of their names. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> That's real funny coming from you. Shut up. Y'all, I let y'all choose what names to call me. I literally let one of our classmates in high school call me Lutidia for like most of the year. That's not even close to how you pronounce your middle name. No. But it's how it's spelled. Can you remind me which classmate this was? See, I really... God, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't give a shit. Just call me. <laughs> Beat me if you want to reach me. <laughs> yeah. Beep, 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 beep. You can call me Kim Possible. Yeah. Bro, Sora, Kyrie, and Riku could have learned so much from Kim Possible. <laughs> and Sora is definitely the Ron Stoppable of their group. Um, I'd say Riku is Rufus, um, oh and God. Aqua is Kim. You mean Kyrie? No, no, no. I mean Aqua. Kyrie is okay. Wade. Isn't Wade the computer guy? I almost yeah. feel like I need to like defend Riku Pence. from this slander. Uh-uh. I'm sorry. Are you saying Rufus wasn't a? How fucking dare you? I'm sorry. I found a better comparison for that group in Kingdom Hearts, and it's definitely Painter, Pence, and Alette. Alette's mm. Kim. Hater is Ron, and Pence is Wade. Pence is the one with the spiky hair. Looks like he came from Spooky Island and Scooby Doo. No, Pence is the chubby guy. Yeah, that's the one I was referencing. He has spiky hair just with a thing around his head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, he could definitely be from Spooky Island. (laughs) We should do a Scooby-Doo podcast. I'm into that. I don't know enough about Scooby-Doo. There's like a whole like voodoo uh I I think it's based in Louisiana. 
and there's zombies. That fucking movie, when I was a child, scared the shit out of me. It's one of the movies that they can't, that like, you know how Scooby-Doo, sh the show, they always found out that it was like wires and lights and someone in a mask. Mm -hmm. But the movies were always real. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's what uh, that's one of the movies, and like Daphne's like a reporter in it. It was terrifying. Can't do it. I want to watch it again as an adult. <laughs> My boss has it on her Amazon. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> well. 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 Our intro and outro song is Dearly Reminded by Ana Ultra. You can find his Bandcamp links in the show notes. You can also find a link to our Discord server in the show notes. Uh, but that's all from us this week. Bye. 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 I don't appreciate you mocking me. I was just waiting for it. This world.